at about the one hour mark of uh universal soldier regeneration from 2009 i was ready to come in and tell you that it's worse somehow than the return which was yesterday's movie because the return was not good but at least it wasn't boring and the first hour of this movie is boring now there are good action sequences up front some good hand-to-hand combat it's not terrible it's competent now We'll get to the last half hour here in a moment. This is directed by uh, John Hames. Now, if you've listened at all to any of the 30 days of Van Damme, be it on the movie Draft House or here on this feed, Hames sounds like a familiar name because he's directed Time Cop. He directed Hames, not John Hames, but Peter Hames. Yeah, I think so. Directed Time Cop, directed uh, Enemies Closer and... um, Sudden, sudden death. And John Hames is Peter Hames's son. And he directed this. Now, this stars Dolph Lundgren as well as Van Damme. And Dolph Lundgren and Van Damme both reprise their roles from the original Universal Soldier movie. Luke Devereaux for Van Damme. And then Andrew Scott for Dolph Lundgren. Okay. Now, among those two, now, all right, now, at the end of Universal Soldier, Dolph Lundgren gets put through a chipper shredder. There is no, despite the fact this is a world where you can reanimate corpses and bring them back to life, when you go through a chipper shredder, that pretty much ends it. So I'm like, there better be some explanation, and there is. The, The cloning is pretty much ready to go in this world. Uh, there's like a doctor who's done it. And then there's like the last twist at the end is about some character you don't care about becoming the clone. And I don't know if that comes back in tomorrow's movie or not. I, I don't, it's fine. I don't care. Now here's where I get confused because while this is a sequel to universal soldier, it of course ignores the return as it should. And I'd be fine with that and not confused at all if that were the case. But it not only ignores the return, I feel like it ignores a good chunk of what was set up in Universal Soldier. I don't feel like this is the same Luke Devereaux, Van Damme. And in Universal Soldier, he's very much like a robot at the beginning, and he slowly warms up and becomes more human and then the movie kind of ends and this he's just kind of still a robot and it feels like he didn't meet you know the the reporter from the first movie he didn't go back to a farm where his parents lived like he did at the end of the first movie it feels like he just kind of was always a unisol and but like i said they do mention that andrew scott Dolph lundgren's character has been cloned so they know enough that the end of the first movie he was killed beyond you know being able to revive without some sort of cloning and it's it's this is my biggest problem with this movie is is it doesn't feel properly connected to the source material the characters don't feel like the real characters except for actually Dolph Lundgren Dolph Lundgren is barely in this movie but he is the best part 
so there's like a doctor who are basically there's like this group in Russia or somewhere who take over Chernobyl. And if you don't know, Chernobyl's where like this nuclear explosion happened from uh, go listen to the do go on podcast episode called Chernobyl. You'll learn all about it. It's quite good. Um, and they threaten to blow it up, which would cause huge fallout. And basically they've kidnapped a prime minister's kid. They've got Chernobyl locked down. They're going to blow it up. And they've also got a next generation Unisol soldier on their team, which they call an NGU. And this NGO was created and ran by some geeky scientist who's way too big for his britches. One of the other bright spots of this movie is the actual leader of this sort of uh, terrorist group. Um, I don't know. I guess that applies that. When he gets what he wants, he sort of shuts everything down and is, is pleased with how everything went. But. The real main bad guy, this nerdy scientist, is like, no, he wants to build an army and rule the world with these NGUs. Well, he gets killed because what happens is, is he has cloned Andrew Scott, Dolph Lundgren, and because of some programming thing, like the, the original NGU can't kill the leaders of this group but this new one it can anyway of course it goes horribly awry Dolph Lundgren kills the leader of that group kills the geeky scientist he's basically on his own again like right away now I like what they did with him because he's not immediately back in Vietnam he very much is like so they ask these unisol's questions to make sure that they are under control you know do you think a lot about life and its meaning and they're supposed to say no and Dolph Lunger goes yes you know and they're like no 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 and then they give him some medicine and then he says the right thing well he starts asking these questions to the other like the geeky scientist guy as he squashes his head like a pumpkin um it's pretty great. So this is where once Dolph Lundgren wakes up and starts going rogue, we now have a movie. And that's about the hour mark. So Van Damme, on the other hand, doesn't do Jack for that first hour either. He sits in a chair for most of it. There's a scene where he runs on a treadmill and he has therapy with some lady that cares about him who's only in this movie. So the other big problem with this is for the first hour, I don't care about any of these characters, including Van Damme's Luke Devereaux, which part of the reason you do a sequel is to have that instant connection. Like I should be able to say Luke Devereaux and be on board, but it's not the same character. That's what I think one of the reasons I really liked that third kickboxer movie is because in the the middle the their first remake the one with batista's tongue po they established this new character and so the second one rolls around i'm right on board you don't need to worry about introducing and building that character just as long as everything lines up with what i already know that doesn't happen here and it endeavor really does for luke Devereux, but it certainly does for andrew scott so these two children have been kidnapped and we finally get at about the minute 10 or hour 10 mark uh, Van Damme face to face with uh, 
Dolph Lundgren. And they don't actually say, and I like this, they don't actually say out loud their connection. But it's it's really good because mostly because Lundgren is awesome. He's like, I have a question. And he starts asking these questions that he's been asked. But then he's like, I have another question for you. I just, I just can't remember it. And he's so good at this. And then he looks at the two kids and you're reminded those of you that are like me and love universal soldier of the two people in Vietnam that get killed by Andrew Scott. And he's like, I'm going to do something. And then he walks towards these two children which they're like teenagers. And that's when you get this awesome fight between Van Damme and Lundgren. And I'm like, this is it. Finally, like the first hour of the movie, no joke was worse than the return. And the return is bad, but the return is not boring. The first hour, of this isn't bad, but it's boring, which is worse. In my opinion, there are good action sequences littered throughout, but it doesn't get until there's about this hour 10 mark where I'm like, oh, hey, Universal Soldier. Finally, like the return doesn't feel like a Universal Soldier movie at all anyway. But at least in the final third of this movie, it is Universal Soldier, mostly because it's Luke Devereaux versus Andrew Scott. But Andrew Scott gets killed pretty quickly and just a great scene like as he's about to get killed, he's like, I just wish I could have remembered what I wanted to ask you. He goes, oh, wait. And then Van Damme kills him and you never get that question. It's chef's kiss. Like if they could have somehow taken that moment and the really all of this Lundgren Van Damme stuff and spread it out a little more and I would have been way on board. But. It's just too little, too late almost. But what's there is good once you get there. So the final thing he does is has to fight the original NGU. Um, and it's it's really good. Fight. Like the choreography and the fighting is top notch here. It's excellent and it's worth watching and it's worth going into this movie for. Uh, so I was prepared to hate and, and tell you, oh, God. But the last 30 minutes actually saves this film. And but there's a thing like in video games where they'll talk about like the I think it was Final Fantasy 13 came out. And it's like at the 40 hour mark, it starts to get good. Well, I'm not going to do 40 hours of gaming for it to finally get good. I'll just play something that's good from the start. And that's kind of how I feel about this. This movie does get good, but it takes way too long to get there. It's also got this grayed out sort of washed out there's no color to it which is part of what like the original one had color and life and and the other thing is is even in this movie much like the last one they haven't figured out how to make the eye pieces that the unisols wear as cool as they are in the first one the ones in the first one are like these cyberpunk they look awesome and then they're just oakley's in the return and in this they're like s&m masks that they bolt onto them i don't know but this gets, I'm going to say two Van Dams. I, uh, it's borderline three because I'm going to go with two Van Dams because Van Dam doesn't really act in the film and only does action near the end. And I, I would have liked more of that, more Dolph Lundgren. And this could have like really been special. <laughs> 